Welcome to the Gary Smith Show. For the next hour, Gary will be taking your calls and answering your emails as he discusses personal development as it relates to your business, your career, and your personal life. Gary is a successful businessman and entrepreneur and is the founder and president of Optimum Performance Technologies, LLC. Gary is a business consultant, business and personal coach, and a professional speaker and writer who has dedicated his life to helping businesses and individuals develop and implement plans to take their companies and their lives to new levels of performance and success. Gary is the author of two outstanding books, The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life, and Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed. If you have a question or comment for Gary, please call in at 860-432-9735 or email him at questions at optex.com. You can also learn more about Gary by visiting his website, optex.com. And now, here's Gary Smith. Good morning. Happy Saturday, everyone, and Happy New Year. This is the first live show uh, that we're doing here on the Gary Smith Show this year. Uh, we took uh, took a couple of weeks off to enjoy the Christmas and New Year's holidays, and we hope your holidays were, uh, were great and that you're looking forward to a wonderful, wonderful new year. As we get into the new year, we've got some really great stuff lined up for you. Uh, we'll get into our show uh, here in just a minute. But uh, next week, uh, Drew Crandall of Keep in Touch is going to be here uh, live in studio. We're going to be talking about the new business training center. And then the following week, we'll have Stephanie Callahan talking about joint venture partnering. partnering. Uh, and then uh, some of our upcoming shows, uh, Meredith Powell will be here talking about just own it, instilling ownership at every level of your business. Uh, Lorianne Mirabito will be back with us talking about leadership characteristics and qualities. We'll be talking with Chris Hamilton on strategy development. Uh, Myra Goldick, a dear friend of mine, will be will be here talking about tools to help you get unstuck. And then uh, later on, probably sometime in the middle of March, we're going to have Colleen Ferrari from Small Business USA and a name many of you uh, may uh, remember from 101.5 FM, Allison Demers. Uh, both Colleen and Allison are going to be here, and we're going to be talking about religion and its application in the business world. So we're going to have some really, really great shows coming up. But it's great to be back in studio. We're looking forward to a great show today. Thanks to Zach Hutchinson, my producer, for being in studio today. Um, never can do the show without him, so we have a great time uh, bringing you the broadcast every week. Today we're going to be talking about networking and communication and our special guest is Steve Gamlin and I can't think of a better way to start off the new year than with something like this because many of you I'm sure uh, and this applies to whether you're a business owner or whether you're an employee whether you work for someone else. Uh, many people have set goals for the new year. Uh, if you're an individual, you may uh, be looking to get that next level at work, or maybe you're looking to find another job, maybe uh, change uh, change career paths or or move on and move up by uh, by moving to a new organization. Or as a business owner, maybe you set some goals to dramatically grow your business this year. And that's where networking and communication come in, uh, because it's all about relationships and your ability to be able to get out there and meet the people that you want to be able to meet and then take it to the next step and just go beyond, hi, how are you, uh, my name is, and be able to really start developing relationships that may or may not lead to, you know, to things, but at least it gets you out there 
And as you develop the relationship, you're never really sure exactly where it's going to take you. And that's what we're going to be talking about with Steve Gamlin today. And I can't think of a better guy to talk about networking and communication. Steve is a fabulous guy. Uh, He is a professional speaker and trainer. Uh, We had him on the show a few months ago talking about vision boards. Uh, He is he's motivational firewood. I'll tell you, he'll get you fired up and excited about what's going on. So uh, we've got a a really, really packed show for you today. So we're going to jump right in with our first segment with Steve Gamlin. So today, folks, we're going to be talking about a really, really uh, not only a neat subject, but one that I think is really valuable and very, very timely for uh, especially for the beginning of a new year. And that is networking and communication. And and I'll tell you what, I, I think that it's really, really important from from maybe two different aspects. I and mean, number one, when we look at the economy today, uh, and the number of people who are out of work looking for work, when you look at the statistics about uh, young people who are graduating from college and, and looking for work, uh, the need for the networking and, and knowing how to communicate with people is so important. And on the other side, you know, kind of the other pathway we can, we can talk about is uh, maybe you're a business owner or an aspiring business owner and, uh, and the need for networking and building relationships and learning how to communicate is just so critical critical if you're going to have a a successful business. And today we have with us a a dear friend of mine, Steve Gamblin, and I can't think of anybody uh, who's more qualified to talk about networking and and communication. So Steve, thanks for being with me. It's great to have you back on the show again. Uh, Happy New Year and just great to have an opportunity to talk with you. Happy New Year to you as well. And I am honored, truly, truly honored to be back with you. And we, we've had some legendary off-air conversations as well. So it's always great to share our conversations with your listeners, too. Uh, it's really great. I'm looking forward to it. And as you said, you know, even before we pushed the record button on this particular interview, we were talking about some, some great stuff. I should have recorded that so we could play it another time. <laughs> well, you and I remember it, and it's, it's just going to be a fight over who gets to use the material first in there blogs and podcasts and radio shows. Hey, there you go. So, so let's uh, let's break this down. We're talking about networking and communication and I, I guess a couple of things, you know, first of all, I, I think maybe there are two, and I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, but I think there are kind of two categories of people out there. Um, one, one group is people who do not uh, yet really understand the importance of networking. And the other group is a group of people who do understand the importance of it, but they really don't know how to network effectively. So when we think about those kinds of things, you know, what what do you think are the things that, you know, that people need to know? And maybe uh, more importantly, where where is it that when people start networking, uh, when they finally start trying to do something, where do they sabotage themselves and, and keep themselves from being successful? I think too many people go into networking events, especially if they're new to it, thinking that they are there to sell themselves to other people. And I've had people do that all the time. It's all about them. It's all about their company. And I even had one gentleman come up to me one time. I've watched him have several other conversations. And he came up and got right in my face, pointed his finger at me. He says, you need me. I'm sipping on a ginger ale, eating some cheese and crackers, and I just looked at him and I said, "Well, thank God you showed up then, because I'm <laughs> 46 years old. Where the heck have you been?" And then I asked him what he did, and I told him 
you know, I, I really don't need you, but um, thanks. And apparently it had worked up until then, but he, he was just steamrolling people, coming up, getting in people's faces, and he was trying to do the slam dunk and sell approach to networking, and it was all about him and had to listen to his little spiel. And similar things have happened at speed networking events where each person gets, say, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds. They ring a bell, and then the other person speaks, and you meet one person at a time. I, I was at one event where two or three different people in a row used up all their time and then said, okay, I just have one more thing. Then they used up all of my time. So I went two, three, four people in a row without even saying anything about my business. So the biggest thing is people saying it's all about them or that they try to use their time and their, their little FaceTime to sell you on them. And I think that's the worst thing I see people doing out there. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I've experienced the same sort of things at, at networking events. And uh, my approach to networking has always been, I want to find out about the other person, uh, find out what it is that they're doing and uh, and what it is that they're looking for and, and those sorts of things. And it's not so much from the standpoint that I'm trying to let them sell me or that I'm trying to sell them. What I'm trying to do is create a memorable event because afterwards I have your business card and when I sit down and either make a phone call or I send an email to you, I don't want you to be sitting at your computer saying, who the heck is this guy? I want you I want <laughs> yeah. you to look at it and say, oh, I remember him. He was the guy who listened to what I had to say. Yeah. Yeah, and, and sometimes, too, another thing some people do to sabotage their success is they'll gather up all the business cards, and all of a sudden you find yourself on their mailing list. Yes. Which the, the greatest invention in the world is the unsubscribe button, but it also means I'm pretty much unsubscribing from any interest I ever had in you if you do that to me. Right, right. Yeah. And there and there again, it gets down to the, you know, I guess – Maybe what we need to talk about is what is the goal? When you walk into a networking event, what is the goal of being there? The goal is to begin, at least from my perspective, is to begin building a relationship. And, and you know, maybe you'll talk to 50 people at a networking event, but will there be two or three or four people out of that group that you say, you know what? I really want to get to know that person. And it may, for me, it may be a point where I'm not even saying I necessarily want to do business with you or I want you to do business with me. It's just like, like when you and I met, Steve, when we first talked on the phone, the first conversation we had, I came away from it saying, you know what? I want to get to know this guy, not because I think we're ever going to do any business together or anything like that. I just like him. He's a really, really neat guy. And I want to build a relationship with him. And the feeling is mutual. And as we discussed prior to the show, we are going to, we're going to grab a lunch. We're going to hang out on the beach with our notebooks. We're going to wait till it's a little warmer. And uh, we're just going to spend a day. We're going to invest a day in just building our relationship and seeing where it goes. That's, that's the beauty of people you meet. And, and kind of technically, we met networking. It was a friend of a friend who had been a guest on your show. And she said, Steve, I really think you would like this guy. And here we are. A couple of shows in, some amazing phone conversations. And I'm so looking forward to seeing where it goes and 
developing our relationship. Yeah, and and do you think that that is is that the right approach when you go into a networking event? Is that the kind of attitude that we should have? Is just kind of have that mindset of hey, I'm not I'm not here to do business. I'm here to meet people and begin building relationships and kind of see where those where those relationships go. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I have a very simple rule for what makes a networking event successful for me. One really cool, meaningful conversation with someone I've never met before, or a new conversation where I learned something very interesting about somebody I already knew, but it's maybe a part of them personally or their business that I didn't know before. And I tell people, if I walk into a networking group, get my little sticker with my name on it, walk eight feet and have this conversation that defines a success for me, if I want to, I can turn around and walk out of that event right then, and that is successful. There, there are times I've never made it past the, the lobby area, even into the main room, because I've had a couple of conversations to the point where I told someone in the first conversation, I just want to get over to the food table because I'm starving. Three conversations later, I've got people asking me what I want for food, and they're actually bringing it to me because I'm having such a great time just talking with these people and developing that I didn't need the other room. I was so engrossed and it was, it was amazing. And the food was really good too. I had meatballs, but it was good, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still talking and still have a relationship with those people. It wasn't, Oh, I've got to get some food. Or I'll catch you in the big room. It was in that moment. I asked them a question and their answer intrigued me. And I just kept asking questions to learn more about them. It, it, my mind was blown. So with so with that in mind, and with that being the goal and how you do things, how do you how do you go about overcoming the attitude of of people in uh, in networking events who are just there to pass out business cards and talk about what they do and and things like that? Do you do you have a way that you address people like that so that you can get beyond the surface and talk to them, or do you just kind of ignore those people and and head in a different direction? Well, I used to ignore them sometimes and just say, okay, whatever. And then I realized that I might actually be able to use this as a teaching moment. If they decide to learn and it helps them in their networking for the next person they go bother, great. If not, well, it's not my problem. My favorite thing is if I see somebody's name, if, I, if maybe their company name doesn't tell me exactly what they do, I'll say, oh, well, what is this company? And I'll just ask them, What's the favorite, who's your favorite person you helped this week or what's the biggest problem you solved? Which takes them off their game big time because they actually have to think and it always results in them smiling when they're telling me and I'll, and I'll tell them as soon as they're done sharing and I'll always say up front, look, I, I understand if you can't say names or anything, but just tell me the, the situation that you made better this week and when they're done, I'll ask them, you know my favorite part of that? How you smiled the whole time you told it because you weren't selling me anything. You were talking about what you love about what you do. And people will always say, wow, that's great. So what do you do? And I just tell them exactly what we just did right now. That's what I do. Wow. I'm here to get people in touch with why they love what they do and why they're so engaged. And... I say, I'll sit here and talk with you some more because I'd love to learn more about you. But if, I understand if you need to get on and network some more, go right ahead. 
by the way, do you have a card? Because I never offer people my cards unless they're asked for. I don't want to bother anybody. If you found me interesting enough to ask, I'm honored. If not, that's okay. I don't want to be on your desk gathering dust and guilt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. Some great advice, Steve. Uh, so, folks, we're talking with Steve Gamblin about networking and communication, and we will be right back. Hey, this is Daniel Fazina, host of the Divine Intervention Show, inviting you to join me every Sunday at 4 p.m. on WSDK. Divine Intervention is the interview show that features intriguing people who've experienced the hand of God in amazing ways. Moses parted the sea, Jesus drove demons out of people, and even raised the dead. Are these types of events still happening today? Tune in to Divine Intervention to find out as we feature people who have experienced miracles, answered prayers, deliverances, healings, and more. More information about the show, free downloads, and podcasts are available at our website, divineinterventionradio.com. Divine Intervention, Sundays at 4 p.m. on WSDK. I believe in miracles. Have you ever dreamed of achieving true greatness in your life? What does achieving greatness mean to you? No matter how you define it, greatness is always achieved intentionally, never accidentally. Hello. I'm business consultant, life coach, professional speaker, and author Gary Smith. One of the key attributes of achieving true personal greatness is the constant pursuit of knowledge. I wrote the book, Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed, to help give you the personal and business development tools you need to help put your life and your business on the road to success. It's chock full of ideas that you can put to work to produce immediate results in all areas of your life. Don't settle for being average. Go to Optex.com and get your copy of Achieving Unusual Greatness today. Bright skies help temps into the low, maybe mid-20s across the Connecticut Valley this afternoon, then down to about 10 above tonight under mostly clear skies. Winds diminish a bit. Clouds move in tomorrow ahead of the next system with highs in the upper 20s. Some lights snow early Monday. Probably go over to some light rain by afternoon, low to mid-30s. Randy Berkson with a WSDK weather update. Life-changing radio, WSDK. Okay, welcome back to the Gary Smith Show here on WSDK 1550, where we've been visiting with Steve Gamlin, and we started off our conversation talking about networking. And the, the takeaways from our first part of the conversation are, one, don't go into a networking event with the idea that you're going to sell anybody anything. We need to be approaching networking from the standpoint of relationships. And how's the, what's the best way to build a relationship? It's to get in there and to have a genuine, sincere interest in other people, in what they do. Um, it, uh, I think it was the uh, uh, Steve, uh, Stephen Covey who said, uh, that one of our goals in building relationship is to seek first to understand, then to be understood. And, and in the form of relationships, that means put the other person first. Be interested in what they're saying. Uh, and, and when you do that, not only do you learn a lot about that individual and how you might want to approach them in the future and whether there's a relationship there to be had or not, but in addition to that, you really uh, generate with them an idea that, you know, hey, this guy is a great listener. And as I mentioned as part of our conversation with Steve, then when you go back to them six months or a year from now and make contact with them, they will remember who you are. And that's what we want to do. We want to create those memorable moments where it's like, ah, oh, I remember you, or wow, I really want to get to know you better. So that's really, really important. 
But the next phase of things, and we're going to touch on it midway through this next section, is how do you go about effectively communicating with those people? So let's jump back in and get back to our conversation with Steve, and we're going to talk a little bit more about networking and then switch over to the subject of effective communication. Okay, we're back with Steve Gamlin talking about networking and communication. And in this segment, we're going to kind of you know, maybe wrap up our conversation on networking and bridge into the area of communication. But one of the things, Steve, I want you to talk about uh, as far as uh, as far as networking is concerned is what what is Stairway to Heaven networking? Stairway to Heaven Networking came out of an observation I made a um, couple of years ago. If you think back to any high school dance that you may have gone to, the girls are always out dancing. What do most of the guys do? They walk in, they find their buddies, they lean against the wall the whole night, and then eight minutes and four seconds from the end of it, the song Stairway to Heaven got played because it's ended pretty much every high school dance since 1971. I'm a D- I've been a DJ for over two decades. They still do this. And I started to see that pattern happening at networking events. People go, they find the people they already know, and they tend to kind of drift off into these little clicks of conversation. And then whoever the organizers are might make an announcement or two and say, okay, we're getting ready to wrap up. And then all of a sudden these people pep up and they walk out the door. And, you know, a dance is successful if you go and, I guess, dance. And networking events are successful if you go and actually network. So I just watched people repeating the same patterns over and over, hanging out with their friends, not really participating so much. And then at the end, when you hear the bell or you hear the beginning notes of the song, you know you've just got a few more minutes and you can get out of there. And then the next day, people would ask, well, how was the dance? Oh, there was nobody new there. Did you dance? Nah, nobody asked me. And the same thing with networking events. Hey, how was that event? Did you meet anybody new? Nah, there was nobody new there. Any business opportunities? Nah, nobody really talked to me. So, so what do you think is that's driving people in that respect, uh, Steve? I mean, why why would you go to a networking event if you're not going to be willing to you know to put yourself out there? Is it kind of like the you know the cold calling part of sales that people just don't like to do it? They they have trouble getting out of their comfort zones. Is that the problem? I think some people have bosses who tell them you're going to this networking event. They don't necessarily develop their skills, but they just tell them, you have to go to this event. Or people who are entrepreneurs like us, oh, yeah, I need to get out and network. Well, we're not automatically given the skill set to go do that or the comfort level. Uh, you know, I grew up being a person who was naturally shy. And at my core, I still can be sometimes, but I know the importance of getting out there. You can put me up on a stage in front of hundreds of people or a thousand people completely comfortable put me in a room with a thousand people I get a little insecure sometimes or I get a little maybe the self-confidence is lacking a bit but then when I told people just ask one person to dance you don't have to dance with the whole room just ask one person to dance and have a cool little conversation and like any muscle you're going to stretch it, you're going to tear it, and it's going to repair. Stretch, tear, repair. It grows back stronger. Just ask one person for conversation. Have that conversation. Then the next time, talk to two people and just build it up. But I think the self-confidence uh, and confidence in your communication is absolutely huge in holding people back from networking effectively. 
Yeah, and you're absolutely right. I mean, all of us, you know, not just in networking, but in any area of our business and lives, we need to develop that massive action muscle. And as you said, it starts, you know, I think sometimes people feel like they have to go from zero to 100, you know, in, in 60 seconds, rather than saying, you know what, you know, when you when you first start driving a car, you don't want to go 100 miles an hour, you want to drive 10 miles an hour until you sort of get a feel for the thing and then go to 20 and 30 and 40 and 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 up from there but like you said it's it's the whole concept of getting out there and just building a little bit at a time and the more you do it the more comfortable you feel with it the easier you are talking about you know about stuff and asking people and before you know it you're sitting there saying I don't understand why this was such a big deal at the beginning exactly exactly so, well, let's shift gears a little bit and, and talk about the other side that really relates to, you know, relates so closely to networking, and that's communication. Um, what, from your perspective, what are the, the three kind of key ingredients or your three pillars of communication, and why are they so vitally important? I think people forget sometimes that the world is paying attention to everything they do. And I, I talked about this at about 30 networking events with unemployed people and I'm, I was there to provide some motivation and some education this is one of the biggest things I talk about in your career or in your job search in their case what you do what you say and how you say it they're all being watched at all times so while you're wearing your company uniform or your name badge the world is watching what you say and how you say it and they're listening to you then you have social media. People, a lot of them have Facebook accounts or they're on Instagram or LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever. There's so many social media outlets out there. Then you have how you are in person. If I was to walk down the street tomorrow and bump into Gary, how would he take how I communicate myself? And how would I take how you communicate yourself? So many people forget that all three of these pillars, the, the career, social media, and in person, they all have to work together. Think of, think of the world of politics and the world of big business. How often we see people that are successful in the public eye in their position, but then all of a sudden in their private lives, they're doing things that completely lack integrity. Or they get on social media, some people, you know, I've known people that are they're holier than thou in, in who they are in their public image. Then they go on social media and they say the worst absolute horrible things, completely inappropriate things, forgetting that they're still communicating with the world. Everything we do and say in these three areas has got to be congruent. Otherwise, we lack integrity. And integrity is very important because it's the only thing we have a 100% control over. And you can also only sacrifice it once, as my grandfather told me, and you'll never have it 100% again because that asterisk will always be there. So I tell people, look, you don't have to be super pure and perfect, but just understand that in all three of these areas, in your career, in your personal life, walking up and down the street and on social media, keep an eye on what you're doing and what you're saying and how the world is reacting to it and observing you. 
You know, that is that is so important because I think uh, I think it really gets to part of the conversation we were having, Steve, before we hit the record button, and that is to be uh, to be very transparent and very honest with who you are. Uh, one of the comments I make to uh, to people uh, frequently is that you cannot consistently be that which you are not in your heart. Um, you know, you you know, you you are a, you are an individual with all of the good things and all of the bad things, all of the flaws and everything that you have. You are who you are, and there are so many people out there, I think, who are trying to be something that they're not, and it's just a matter of time before they're going to be found out. Because, as you were saying, and I think it's a really really powerful word, what they do in various aspects of their life, whether they're in person, online, at work, or whatever, just isn't congruent with who they are as a person, and not only does that send a bad message to the world but especially if you're in business and if you're striving to be successful it holds you back from being successful because you know you're not being true to yourself mm-hmm exactly wow that's that's really that's really interesting um, so in in the area of communication you know why do you believe that people were not born to be shy or uneasy of being out in public and talking with other people I've asked so many people over the years and so many audiences in, in the 10 plus years of speaking, if there's a molecular biologist in there, in the room, and there never is, so, so far I cannot be proven wrong. I don't think there's a gene out there that makes us shy, or I don't think there's a gene that makes us uncomfortable with speaking in public or sharing our opinion. I believe it's all learned behavior, and if you're not comfortable speaking about yourself or sharing an opinion, in front of other people, it's because at some point in your life, maybe you were told that your opinion didn't matter. Maybe you were told that you should be seen and not heard. Maybe you were told to shut up. Maybe you were told that your ideas were stupid. Something taught you to not express yourself. And, and I often ask people, who has kids? Raise their hand. I said, you're firstborn, boy or girl. What was the first word? Well, if it's, if it's a woman and I, you know, they always say mom, and with the guy, they always say dad. The great. How proud were you when that first word came out and the child realized that he or she had communicated something that you responded to positively? They said, oh, it was amazing. I said, did you then tell your kid to shut up? And, of course, nobody did. But I'm thinking we all have these experiences that taught us what we had to say didn't matter. Mine was the seventh grade spelling bee. I got embarrassed in front of the class because my teacher, Sister Helen, said, spell awad. I said, awad? A-W-A-D. And no, and everybody laughed at me. And then the next student said the same thing. And she pointed at me and said, no, that's what he said. Then the third student, who apparently watches these things on TV and knows the ins and outs, said, Sister, could you use that in a sentence? And she said, yes. The student failed to win the spelling bee award because he spelled the word incorrectly. Award, A-W-A-R-D. And I always joke, I said, my luck, I got a 60-year-old Catholic nun with a, with a wicked hot accent. <laughs> but all my grades up until then, I was a straight-A student. That was the year I stopped raising my hand in school. And over the next four years, uh, well, eighth grade, and then four years of high school, four years of college, my grades declined to the point where I graduated college by 62 one thousandths of a point because I would not raise my hand. I would not share my opinion. I would not volunteer anything. 
in class. I became invisible. And it killed me. But that was where I learned that what I had to say was not going to be received well. And it took a lot to overcome that once I finally realized it, which was really only about seven or eight years ago. So what was it uh, What was it that got you, that was the trigger point that got you beyond that and got you back on track? Because I, I, if you had not told me that story, Steve, I never would have believed it because you are such an eloquent communicator and you're so easy to talk to. I would never have guessed that you had experienced that in your life. What, what was it that changed? I finally realized that when I didn't think about it and I said something as me, I wasn't spitting out anybody else's information. I was just being honest and authentic, and I saw that it had a positive effect on somebody. It, it made someone's day, or someone said, thank you. I really needed that today. It was the beginning of the rebuilding of the little muscles of confidence. And now I look back at that. Now it's just a punchline. I'm glad I have that story now, but some people never recover from something like that, and that's really, really sad. So if I can throw my painful experience out there to show other people that you can overcome pretty much anything in this lifetime. Yeah, I'll do that. No problem at all. And you know, does that mean I've never had bad speaking gigs? I've had some horrific speaking events just went off the rails bad, but they have stopped me from sharing. Well, and that's the key is that you have that determination to, you know, to keep going on. And, and I'm glad you had that moment in your life and that you were committed to, to building that muscle because the world is a lot better place because of the things that you're, that you're able to, to share today. We're going to take another quick break and we will be right back with our final segment uh, with Steve Gamlin. Folks, in addition to the station streaming on the Internet through our website, WSTK1550.com. We also want to alert you to our programming available on TuneIn Radio. On your mobile device, download the TuneIn Radio app. Then under the search bar, type in our call letters, WSDK. Now you'll be able to stream our programming on your device. Plus, under the menu icon, you can see our entire program schedule. Also, many of the national programs are archived, so you can go back and listen to previous broadcasts. So no matter where you are, take life-changing radio with you on TuneIn Radio. So many Christians today struggle when it comes to the subject of personal development and achievement. Why? Because they think that striving to do and achieve more is somehow wrong. Or maybe it's because of the prevalence of so many New Age philosophies in today's personal development arena. My name is Gary Smith, and I host The Gary Smith Show every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. right here on 1550 a.m. WSDK. The goal of the show is to look at both business and personal development from a Christian perspective and to give sound, Bible-based advice for how you can move forward into the blessed and fulfilled life that God wants you to live. Come join me every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. for an hour of exciting exploration as we delve into a wide range of topics related to both business and personal development. That's The Gary Smith Show, every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. right here on Life Changing Radio, WSDK. Brisk and cold through the afternoon across the Connecticut Valley. Low, maybe mid-20s at best. Mostly clear and cold tonight. Winds diminish a bit, 10 above. Clouding up tomorrow as the next system approaches upper 20s. Some light snow early Monday may go over to some rain by afternoon. It'll be light as highs hit the low and mid-30s. Randy Berkson with the WSDK weather update. This is 1550 AM WSDK. 
Okay, welcome back to the Gary Smith Show. Hope you guys are enjoying the show this morning with uh, with Steve Gamlin. As I said, Steve's a great guy. We've had uh, a lot of good conversations together, and he's very, very knowledgeable, but very open in sharing uh, sharing his life experiences because that's uh, that's what it's all about. And the uh, as we were talking about before, the major thing that we need to be careful about in communication is to make sure that we're congruent. Uh, that, that the phases of our life, whether it's our personal life, our work life, our business, you know, our social media and everything, that there's a consistency there. Uh, because people see, people feel when things are, are not right. And I think that that's one of the things, you know, people, people do business with people they know, they like, and they trust. And so you have to build a relationship in order to get through those three phases of know you, like you, trust you. But at the same time, you can speed that process along by being consistent in who you are and in how you go about doing things. And I think that's a really, really important thing. Uh, We have one more segment with Steve, so we're going to jump back in and we're going to finish our conversation about communication. Okay, we're back with Steve Gamlin talking about networking and communication. And, uh, you know, and Steve, uh, you know, it's just it's great to have an opportunity to talk with you like this. This is just really, really neat. Um, but let's talk a little bit about communication style and and how how does the way we communicate, our style of communication, how does that affect our communication and, and overall our confidence in communicating with other people? I think what too many people forget is, uh, you know, people like yourself and myself, speakers and coaches, we realize the difference in communication styles out there. There are so many studies. There is DISC. There is Myers-Briggs. And you identify people's strong points and weak points, how they communicate, how they describe things, what they prefer in the way they express things, and how they prefer to hear things. And there are people out there who are, in the example of a photo that I use in my presentations, it's a cat with a carved-out melon ball as a helmet, and I call it my brave kitty cats who just no matter what, every day they go out there and confidently share their message. There are other people that don't like to upset anyone, so everything they say is all rosy and all nice. There are other people, say engineers, and I mean this with with all the respect in the world, who are a bit more slow and deliberate in their conversation, but every step and every message is very, very important. And people like me, who in DISC, D-I-S-C, are high I, fast-paced. Um, you know, I use a lot of humor in everything I do, and I'm very creative, and I go a mile a minute. I need to understand that not everybody responds to that style. So recognizing who I am in my comfort levels, but then also recognizing and appreciating and respecting other people's, because... We've all seen the class clowns at networking events. They go through and they're the life of the party. But if you ask them a month later, how beneficial was that event to your business? It probably wasn't. So needing to to recognize the other styles that are out there is very, very important, not only to your competence, but to your successes. So with that in mind, then, uh, how do you, you know, for, like you said, for those of us who are coaches and speakers, you know, we, we've learned over the years to relate to our audiences. But when you're brand new to this, when you're starting to network and learning to communicate with others, um, how do you go about, uh, how do you go about developing 
those skills of of realizing how that who that other person is and how they're wired and how best to communicate with them and how they best learn and things like that because you know uh, most of us have not worked for the FBI we're not profilers or anything like that so how do you how do we go about developing those skills it could be like riding a pogo stick through a minefield at first I'll be honest I've I've had some just conversations blow up in my face uh, a big thing for me has actually been sitting back especially at a networking event if I could observe somebody else having a conversation maybe before I get introduced or brought into it, or just kind of casually watch people, how they stand, how close they get to other people when they're talking, um, how expressive they are with maybe hand gestures, how quickly they speak. And you can even do this by just going to the mall, sitting in the food court and watch people. You don't necessarily have to be part of a conversation, but just watch how other people communicate. Because the last thing you want to do to somebody who's very reserved is to step into their space and make them uncomfortable. You know, I've done that. You know, I used to be the person who would run around behind a CEO's mahogany desk, chuck them on the shoulder and point at the pictures and go, hey, those your kids? You know, <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and as, as we spoke of uh, prior to uh, the, the show today, a presentation that I've been doing for years with vision boards and, and envisioning uh, people's success, well, it's had a shift recently. It's now called engaging your why, because that is the language I need to speak when I'm networking with CEO-level people and managers. It's basically the same presentation, but how I communicate it, it's all about getting your people to know why they are there every day working so hard to help your company succeed. It's a little shift in conversation style. It's a bit slower than it used to be, but it's much more effective. It just comes from learning, doing, relearning, and doing it again. Yeah, and that's, I think that's a really powerful thing is to never get to a point in your communication where you think you have quote unquote arrived. Uh, we're all evolving. And, and we need to continually, as we build relationships and, and as we communicate with people and as we figure out the things that work and don't work, we need to be kind of putting that into the database and constantly filtering it and learning from it and, and changing our message and just honing that message until it becomes razor sharp and then make sure that we keep that edge sharp. Would you agree with that? Definitely. Definitely. And as you said, we, we've never arrived. Because there's always something new happening in the world that we can relate to, we can put our own spin on, and we can learn from. My message and my styles have changed so dramatically over the first decade of my career as a speaker. I look back at old presentations now and wonder how anybody paid me for delivering that. Because it was all about my style, my way, and here's my cool, unique message, and it wasn't about them at all. Now my first question to people is, what are, what are your biggest challenges and what can I do to address them? And now everything I do, it's all about helping the other people to improve. And once I made that decision, now I'm just trying to get better at it. Yeah, and I think that's really, really important because it, it's a complete reversal. When you go through that change, it becomes 180 degrees of it's, it's not about me. 
it's about the other person. Um, and that works in, in every area of life, whether you're talking about, you know, a relationship with a spouse or a child or, or doing business with people. Uh, and, and I think that's one of the things that people respond to very positively is when they realize right from the get-go that you're asking questions of them and that you're legitimately very concerned and there to help them get the most that they can. Uh, and all of a sudden it's like, gee, I haven't even started working with this guy and he's already investing himself in me. Uh, when, when they do that, that leads us down, as you and I were talking about before, that begins us down the pathway of, you know, of no like and trust that leads to eventually doing business together. Yes, definitely. Super, super. One, one final question for you, Steve, and, and this is something, uh, I don't know what kind of a story is behind it, but when we, we're talking about communication, who are the monster truck people? <laughs> I've got a picture that I found years ago. It's, uh, it looks like it's, it's been, been taken at uh, maybe an indoor arena. There's a crowd of people up in the stands. Uh, there are some empty seats way up in the upper area. And there's some people just kind of sitting there. And then there's some people kind of clapping. But then there's a couple, a man and a woman, who are on their feet. And they got their hands up like the big, yeah. And this is a big dude. I mean, he just, I looked at this. And I said, this is a monster truck rally. This guy is going to sit there and cheer. He's going to drive home, listen to Leonard Skinner all the way home in his pickup truck. He's going to go home and crack a beer. I said, these are monster truck people. And the reason I love to use that picture is, is such a contrast. And I tell people, see these seats way up in the back here? They're all empty. These are the people who aren't going to show up in your life at all, no matter what. And you know what? That's okay. Then there's a couple of people down kind of near the front, two gentlemen, and they're sitting there very passively. They're not actively engaged in what's going on. They're not really cheering, but they're still there. That means there might be something that happens that will get them engaged. They're just not engaged right now. And then you've got this couple who are so into the moment that they're just cheering. And I tell people, whether it's a job interview, whether it's a networking event, whether you're on stage speaking, whether you're doing your job or whether you're just standing in line at a convenience store. Find your monster truck people. Find people who are engaged with your energy and your style and whatever you happen to be doing or saying at that moment. You don't look for the people who don't care. Connect with the right energy and you're going to increase your odds of success no matter where you are or what you're doing. Yeah, that's that's really really true, and uh, and you know some of the statistics that I have used over the years that kind of I think you know uh, dovetails with what you're talking about, Steve, is that um, you know if out of every ten people that you you know that you meet in life, whether it's at a networking event or whatever, when you're looking to do business with people, there is one person out of that ten who's not going to do business with you no matter what you do. No matter what you say, no matter how you handle yourself, there is one person out of that 10 who will probably do business with you no matter how badly you screw it up. And that leaves eight, eight in the middle. And, and, the, and the, the fruit of the labor that you put into those eight and how you go about communicating and how you handle it will determine which one of those, which one of those eight will do business with you and which ones won't. Yes, exactly. And the two most important words of the English language when it comes to communication are thank you. Absolutely. People need to remember that. That to me, a text, not an adequate thank you. An email, eh, a little better. Phone call, wonderful. Handwritten note, classic. 
Yeah, and that's one of the things that we have forgotten in our society today is that uh, so much of the time, because of the um, the ease for us, if you will, to be able to sit down and I can blip you an email and say, "Hey, Steve, thanks for being on the show. Really, you know, really great to have you on." But when I take the time to get out a note card and do a handwritten note, that communicates volumes about how much I really appreciate you as an individual. There was a place I walked into the other day. It's it's a veterans home. It's a place that takes care of uh, homeless vets, actually, up here in Manchester, New Hampshire. And I was walking in to make a donation because I'm part of a big group of people. They get the stuff to me, and I'm the person who has the flexibility of schedule to deliver it. I walked in. I said, hey there, Mr. Bill. I got some more stuff from the Beach Bums, which is Beach Bum Philanthropy, my my little giving mission. And I looked at his wall, and I said, hey, there's me, but I'm airbrushed. And he looked up. I'd sent him a, a thank you note for taking the time to, to speak with me about their mission and educating me on how to help them. He hung it up on his wall so that everybody that walks into his office sees it. And, and I just thought that was so wonderfully generous of him to find it important enough to put on the wall. And now every time I go in there, other people there point at the wall and go, hey, is that you? I said, well, it's airbrushed me, but yeah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but but I don't think people realize the importance of that. Uh, and that's kind of maybe a way to kind of wrap up our conversation here. And that is when you do go to a networking event and uh, and you meet one or two people like you were talking about earlier and you begin to develop the relationship. Uh, two of the things that I have learned to do is, number one, when I get home from that networking event that night, I will sit down and I will write a little thank you note to that person just saying, you know, hey, Steve, it was really, really great to meet you. Uh, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, to staying in touch. Uh, if you happen to be a local guy, you know, maybe, you know, maybe sometime in the next couple of weeks we can, you know, grab a cup of coffee together and, and you know, just continue our conversation. The second thing I do is I'll take out my notebook and, uh, you know, either that or on my computer, I'll create a file with your name on it and I'll make some notes about our conversation. So uh, as an example, and I actually did this one time, I met a guy and uh, one of the conversations, we were at an airport, we had a conversation about golf and he was a very, very avid golfer. And uh, maybe six months later, um, you know, I'd sent him a thank you note and everything. Six months later, I happened to be in a bookstore and I saw a book on golf and I thought, you know, I bet he would really like that. So I grabbed it. You know, it was only a few bucks. I grabbed it, threw it in a package, mailed it to him. And just with a little note in and my business card saying, you know, hey, I was thinking about you. I remembered our conversation, thought you might enjoy the book, you know, have fun. And that my point in doing that, number one, it's the right thing to do because it's it's showing people that you do indeed value relationships. But a year later, if I called that guy up and said, hey, Steve, this is Gary Smith. Do you think he's going to remember who I am? Oh, most definitely. I love that example. That is that is right on right there. Yeah. Love it. And it's all about, you know, it's all about building relationships. But as we talked about before, and there's one, if there's one takeaway I want our audience to have from this conversation is that it's learning to build relationships for the right reason. I'm not building a relationship with you uh, because my sole goal is I want you to buy that million dollar insurance policy from me. I'm yeah. building the relationship with you because it's the right thing to do and because I really like you and I enjoy being with you as a person. And if it happens to lead to business, so be it. And if it doesn't, that's perfectly okay too. 
Sure. Sure. Because you never know where that connection or that relationship is going to benefit either of you. Right. Yeah, whether it's in you know whether it's in business uh, or whether it's just the fact that you've had the opportunity to enrich somebody else's life. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, with that, Steve, uh, we're going to wrap up our conversation here today. Uh, if you would, just take a couple of minutes and tell everybody uh, who you are, how they can get a hold of you, uh, so that uh, people can reach out to you and connect with you and and, you know, and build a relationship like you and I have. Gladly. The best way to reach me is via my website, which is stevegamlin.com, G-A-M-L-I-N. Everything is there. The blogs, the podcasts, the videos, the client testimonials, which absolutely make my mom cry. It's wonderful. A couple of them, I think, are hanging on her fridge. That is pretty much the place. If you'd like to get a feel for who I am, what my message is, what I communicate, and what I could add for value, that's really the place to go. There's even a page of a lot of the videos that I've created recently uh, up there as well. In my own unique style of just being very real in front of a camera, that's where it all is. Cool. Well, Steve, thanks so much for taking the time to be with me today. Uh, I look forward to continuing our relationship, but I really appreciate you sharing yourself and your life with me and with our audience today. I appreciate it very, very much. Thank you. And I look forward to warmer days when we have that day on the beach just sitting back, taking notes, and just communicating. Ah, I'm looking forward to it. Take care, my friend. You too. Thank you. All right. So that wraps it up, uh, our conversation with, uh, with Steve Gamlin. Uh, just thrilled to have him on the show. Uh, please feel free to check him out. Uh, he's a great guy. He's really, really easy to work with. Uh, SteveGamlin.com is the email address where you can learn all about him. So, uh, you know, if you're a business owner and looking for some help in your business, uh, you know, if you're an organization looking for a great speaker, uh, it's a, he's a great guy. As you can tell, he's got a lot of energy. He's humorous. Uh, he knows how to communicate with people, and that's really, really the, the key to it. So feel free to reach out to Steve. As far as a wrap on our show today, just some highlights from things. You know, Be willing to put yourself out there and build relationships, but build the relationships for the right reason. Uh, and that is to just get out there and get to know people and be able to share uh, your life with them and let them share their lives with you and see see where you go from there. Uh, the second thing is is to do it consistently. If, you know, Steve was saying, build that massive action muscle. So you know, meet one person now and then two people the next time and and those sorts of things. You know, communicate transparently and confidently. Be aware of how other people learn and adjust your style to be able to meet the things that, uh, that, that they need, to be able to fulfill them. But most importantly, build your relationships, work with people for the right reasons, rely upon God for the results. He'll take you to the people he wants you to be with, and he'll open the doors that he wants opened. So with that, we're going to say uh, seven. Uh, we're going to say goodbye for the Gary Smith Show for today. Make sure you tune in next week. Uh, Drew Crandall will be here live in studio talking about the new business development center. So you won't want to miss that. Until then, have a great weekend. God bless you. Live your life on purpose. Thank you for joining us this morning. Please mark your calendars and be sure to join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of The Gary Smith Show. 
And remember, there are a number of resources available to assist you at Gary's website, optex.com. Until next week, may God richly bless you.